Welcome to Enlighten Up, the Hilarity Podcast with Lizzie Allen and Karina Lauren. We take hard topics, throw them up in the air, and dissolve them with laughter. Each week, we feature a comedian from the Hilarity course, and we discuss topics from their set. From sexual shame to getting older, we tackle it all with humor and heart. Our goal is to awaken the masses, promote love, and increase connection by dissolving shame, all while making you laugh until you pee your pants. So let's enlighten up and get started. Here we are, Epi 13. It's episode 13 and we made it to a baker's dozen. This is a massive milestone. Some people might think, hey, 10 episodes is a milestone, but well, no. we did. We did, did we? Yeah. We made, we, we made a big we deal. We made a big deal double out of that? Double digits, yeah. Okay, all right, double digits. But now we're at 13, we're like teenagers in the podcasting world. Yeah, I mean, we didn't just give it up, did we? We're, we're serious, we're in it for the long haul. We could have, okay? We could have. That, that time we were trying to record and nothing worked, we could have <laughs> said, eh, it's done. People don't always take everything as a sign. Okay. That's a great, because I sometimes do go, oh, it didn't work. Is that a sign? Yeah. It's like, no, you got the desire, you got the motivation, you got the means, make it happen. Push through. Push through. And I want you to keep that in mind when you do your tour of America. Yes. I don't know if I mentioned it, probably did in passing on the last episode. I am going to walk into America like a traveling minstrel. You'd like to say, Lizzie, are you going to go on tour in America? And it's like, no, I can't because I'm not famous anywhere outside of White Rock and a small slither of South Surrey. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm going to walk into... Probably. Mm-hmm. Or probably get the train or a bus. Probably I'll start okay. with the train. On feet, basically. Yeah. For You're 12 heading months. in. Yeah. And I'm going to rely on the kindness of strangers to stay with people. And I'm going to perform my shows for free and then sort of put out a hat and say, anyone got any money for the next bus trip? I'm taking up a collection so I can get out of here, (laughs) Idaho. Thank you. Idaho, you've been brilliant. I've been Lizzie Allen. I will be here all week or until somebody gives me some bus money to get out here. (laughs) And at this point, you're just at like a small coffee shop with about five (laughs) stragglers eating potato chips. Five is a good number. Five is good for you. It's good for me. I can do a crowd of five or I can do a crowd of five million. You could even say like, Idaho, thanks for coming out. (laughs) (laughs) The finest people of all of Idaho. The the reason I have to get to America firstly is because there are more people in California alone than there are in this entire country. Isn't that crazy to think about? It is because Canada is the second largest country land size but the people are spread so thinly across it. I mean, you could you could not do the tour you're about to do in Canada. I mean, you could. It just you're gonna get bigger bang for your buck in America. Here's my question though: Do you have like a pattern, or as you would say, a patron? No, pa- Patreon. No pattern. A pattern. Pat pat pattern. pattern. A pattern that you're gonna follow, or are you just gonna go intuition? Like, so for instance, are you going to start in Washington and then you're going to go, I'm going to zigzag it down to Florida or? Well, what? the intuition, I love that question because intuition does play a huge part in it. But I have like this feeling that being there for an extended period of time, I might, might 
get a reputation. <laughs> and if I get a reputation, then I'll start to get invites. So let's say. Yes, to Jimmy say, Fallon. Oh, I was, I might, I didn't even think of that. I, I thought just maybe down like to another part of America. Uh, is that in New York? Is that where It's it is? in New York. And okay, if you East get Coast. an invite to Jimmy Fallon, maybe I'll be there. Well, I better get the bus real quick. Yeah, <laughs> better get the bus. Um, so, no, I was thinking, yes, Jimmy Fallon, great. But I was thinking, okay, so I'm in Wyoming and somebody is like said, hey, I'm actually from Texas. We're doing this in the underground recovery communities. So if you don't know this, the 12-step recovery communities extend right across the planet. And you can walk into a meeting at any place, mostly. And in America, there are hundreds of thousands of meetings. Is that that Yeah. Oh, yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So you can go in there and you can meet people and you can find out, hey, what's happening? And you pretty much just make friends. And and I want to just share and do these shows for people in prisons, treatment centers, and just out in the community. And I'm not just going to stick to recovery communities. I'll do it for any community. Oh, God, I love this so much. I know. I'll just, I, I'll do it for a bunch of people at a bus stop. Oh, um, I have chills. Also, for any of our listeners out there who haven't experienced addiction in its darkest forms, listening to Lizzie talk right now, it gives me goosebumps because it is like the light yin yang thing to the dark side of addiction. It is so horrific. I mean, we're both in recovery. We both know what we've been through and put our loved ones through. But on the flip side of that, when you are in recovery and you can laugh about all those dark times because you're you've recovered from them, it is still painstakingly awful to watch anyone in the throes of addiction and not be able to see the light. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's absolute it it's awful because you're powerless. Like you are truly powerless. So can I throw out like a like a vision? For this trip, yeah, throw a vision. So, say I just set off, right? Nobody knows me. Off I wander, and I get somewhere, and I build, you know, and I build a little community around it, and and then they go, oh, I've got a friend over in so and so who works over there in the treatment centres. I'll get him to put. You can, you he can host you. You can put on a show there. So off I go to that place, and so it goes, right? And building and building and building. And then they get, get a little buzz around it and stuff. And then, like, say seven months down the line, and I've been doing it for ages, there's like, we're all going to meet in Texas and do a massive show in a stadium. It could happen. You never know, right? You don't know. You just don't you know. You don't know what kind of portal you're opening up. Oh, portals. It's a portal to something much Bigger. That's what I believe. All I'm seeing is a portal at a bus station. Because <laughs> the Greyhound, oh my goodness, I was in um, Dallas in January and I had to get the bus back to Austin at like eight in the morning. And wow, <laughs> that Greyhound bus station at 8 a.m. in Dallas was a circus of crazy people. Really? Oh, yeah. Like uh, I fitted right in. <laughs> And do you know what I do sometimes? I walk through really crazy places. Like I walked through Phoenix for about an hour and a half in the desert sun because I refuse to pay like triple amount of money for this taxi home or whatever. So I walked and I walked through these what people might say is quite dangerous areas with people like shooting up and, you know, 
you know, so what I do is I like to hide in plain sight. So I put my earphones in and I started doing my vocal exercises, but it just meant I was walking down the street going, and I was sweating and I had like, and you know, nobody should be out in that heat, but I was trudging through the desert. I was able to walk. Should I be worried about you? Should you? (laughs) On this trip? I sounds like I know exactly how to camouflage myself in the middle of, See, I'd be fine in the middle of, uh, what's that place called? Skid Row? In yeah. LA. I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I'd get through that. Yeah. I'd okay. Be like, ah, I'm just mad like you. No one would pay you any mind. Yeah, it's not like I dress like, well, apart from this grand, granddad <laughs> ring I've got Can, on my finger. I just, I have to describe the scene I came into today. Okay. We came to record. I actually took a picture of it. So <laughs> one day when we actually have like a Patreon or, you know, an account where people can become Instagram. members. FYI. Oh, we should put it on Instagram. Yeah. I, I took a picture of what I walked into. Lizzie was wearing maybe the most hideous shoes slash slippers. I don't know what they are. <laughs> She's got these like green sweatpants on, which I am a fan of sweatpants. I live in them. And then like a, a bay, or I don't even know, gray crew neck. But here's the kicker. The thickest house coat, highly flammable on top of all of that. Okay. <laughs> It's like, oh, did I wake you? It's, oh, and she's got a man's ring on her ring finger that was fashionable in the 80s. You know, that style where it's like really big and gold and it's got like a gem in the middle of it. Yeah. I look like a freaking somebody who runs some sort of dodgy porn empire, don't I? Yeah. Like you should have a, a couple cell phones just on the ready, maybe mm-hmm. a beeper, like a pager or some something. Of those TV glasses. To, yeah, uh, frosted tips. Oh, check. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways, I'm excited about this journey. Thank you. Like, really excited for you. And I, I, when I think about it, I know it's not that you need my sign off because you already know what you're doing, but it's like I get chills because I know. We're going to continue this podcast though, right? Well, I don't know. I was going to ask you. What yeah, are you going to do when you're in the middle of Skid Row? And well, we have pull all your little these Yeti mic. Get, we have all these people to get through, don't we? All these people. Yeah. Now, we have an amazing comedian today. Oh. We always say that because it's always true. Because it is. Yeah. So please put your hearts together and your hands for, <laughs> for a heart-to-heart hug. Heart-to-heart 30 second hug for Angie. Go, Angie. Oh, oh, failing my mic training here. Hello, everybody. Hi. All right. So I, my name is Angie. Um, I have once been very accurately described by one Lizzie Allen as an over-functioner. Um... Uh, That means my life motto is that anything worth doing is worth overdoing. (laughs) So, you know, it's like, you know, why share when you can overshare? (laughs) That's a bit of foreshadowing. Anyway, um, you know, why work when you can become a workaholic, you know? And you can work so hard to provide for your family that you never see your family. (laughs) It's good. You know, um, also... Uh, you know, why Why think when you can get stuck in analysis paralysis and never make a decision about anything? <laughs> yeah. 
And I know, I know some of you are like, oh, whatever, Angie. I'm an overthinker, too. You know, I'll sit down to buy a toaster, <laughs> ladies. Anyway, and I'll be sitting there, and I'll be like, well, you know, do I want one with that toast bagels? Do I want one that, you know, maybe I, I'm pr- thinking about them on price. Me, I will make, like, a spreadsheet that compares them on 30 different, you know, <laughs> factors, including, like, physical dimensions, because have you seen the price of real estate? Toastage to square centimeters? That's a very important function. (laughs) And then if you end up in a situation where it's like you can't solve it with an algorithm, forget about it. Like relationships, for example. So um, (laughs) I had a crush on this girl, Lisa, for like the better part of a year. And, uh, you know, but she was a friend. And so I didn't want to, you know, screw up the friendship. And so, you know, some people in this situation might, you know, I'll collect a couple of good friends. We'll kind of talk about it over coffee. Uh, I assembled an international coalition (laughs) of friends. um, And I even overthought the coalition, okay? (laughs) Because I was like, well, I don't want to include any friends that know Lisa, because in case it doesn't work out, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, so anyway, I had people in Paris and Australia, just, it was a bananas. Anyway, <laughs> and, I, and I would overthink with them. So I'd be like, okay, so, scenario. Uh, so we got up early and we went to the gym together. And then uh, we drove up the Sea to Sky Highway. It's really pretty. There's like, you know, mountains and ocean and stuff. Uh, we stopped off at Squamish Falls. It's like beautiful waterfall in the middle of the forest and birds chirping and stuff. That's cool. And then, you know, we went to like a nice dinner with candles and stuff. And then she came over to my place and we like played board games and talked until like midnight. So like... What do you think that means? <laughs> and they're like, Angie, you moron, what are you doing? <laughs> um, so that's kind of, you know, how it started. And then, you know, if you want to know how that ended up, um, uh, I have a kid. Anybody have kids? Yeah! Kids are so awesome. They're also little honesty machines. I don't know if any of you have ever asked an opinion about anything from a kid. They will tell you exactly how good you look, you know, what the quality of your singing voice is, anything you want an honest assessment, you talk to a kid. So I made the mistake of telling my kid, who was five at the time, about my crush on Lisa. And I told her, under no circumstances are you to share this information. This is secret. So, of course, you know, uh, I'm picking Lisa up from the train station one day to come over, and my, my daughter's in the back, and, uh, and she goes, hey, mom, hey, mom, tell Lisa that funny thing. And I'm like, <laughs> funny thing? What do you think? Like, that could be anything. Like, we, we laugh all the time. You know, that secret funny thing? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> um... You know, so how that went is we just celebrated our four-year anniversary. Yep. And, uh, and, uh, and best of all, when we moved in together, she came with her own toaster. So that was great. Anyway, thank you, babe. I love you. Angie. Oh, I love Angie's set. You know why? It's a little too close to home, Lizzie Allen. Is it? Did it bring up some? Did it bring up some truth bombs in your own 
Yeah, yeah. So basically what she's describing there is my husband to a T. Like when she was like overfunction, okay, he's not an oversharer. That I would actually appreciate. Give me all the give me all the juicy details what's going on, but he also overanalyzes what he's going to say, right? But that when she started talking about analysis paralysis and using a spreadsheet, I mean, you and I have talked about this because uh, Elaine is also an overfunctioner, and then we would tend to underfunction, right? Because you're like, hey, you got it. I mean, you're reloading the dishes. I just loaded to get more efficiency out of it, so I might as well let you. Well, I also I have a feeling that overfunctioners attract underfunctioners and vice versa. Just like givers attract takers and takers attract givers. That's the same thing, isn't it? No. Yeah? Oh, you think because someone's over-functioning, they're giving more? Let me just tell you something, (laughs) Karina. You can actually over-function in different areas and under-function in different areas. So you can (laughs) over-function... She's just fluttering her eyes up like she's having some sort of seizure. You can over-function, say, in, in matters of of doing things, getting things done, but under-function emotionally. Yes. Oh, that's good. I have always been... Here we go. <laughs> very good at... Like, I'm I'm one of these people who thinks a lot about the family, the extended family, gift-giving, making people feel important, seen, heard, all of those things. You Me too. say I'm a bit of an... Uh, you are not. I know. I just had to. <laughs> you could say you're a bit of an overfunctioner. Uh huh. Where? In what aspect? In the emotional heart area. I'm an I'm an overfunctioner with my heart. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'm an overfunctioner with my ideas. <laughs> I'm an overfunctioner with my good vibes. I'm an overfunctioner with fun. <laughs> I, I I can plan so many activities. Okay, <laughs> I can plan activities. <laughs> you want activities? I got you. Okay, I got spreadsheets for that shit. Okay, back to the back set. to the okay, back to the set. Um, I do want to call her out on one thing. Sorry, Angie. I don't think I've ever done this, but Angie said that kids are honest, and I'm just gonna say I think the the appropriate word for it is tactless. Because <laughs> eh? there is a difference. You could be honest, but you could also be tactless at the same time. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. There's it's a balance there. There is a balance. Sometimes kids just go, ew, why are you wearing that? It looks horrible on you. I know. They say the terriblest things. Yeah. I mean, they're usually, they're, they could be right. I got ready for a comedy set the other night. And... Sydney said to me, who's 12, my daughter, she said, you look like a real lesbian when you wear makeup. <laughs> Wait, when you wear makeup? Yeah. I was a- Finally, you're a real lesbian. I think you might get that back to front, my love. Real lesbians don't wear that much. I was really... Um, Stereotypically, of course. I was bummed that you didn't... Like, call me, video call me for, hey, Karina, I'm going to do the set at Yuck Yucks. What should I wear? Didn't even, not no. so much as a text. Did you see what I wore? I was like, why uh, did I wear that? I put the video. I knew like, you were saying, I knew you were going to say that. See, awful. I know you so well. I wore this wife beater <laughs> and it looks so bad. And I've got my guns out and I made a load of videos and the comedy's really good. So I have to use the videos, but I look 
I just was like, you know, I, she usually you consults me. You never give me any advice. You just sort of just. <laughs> that is untrue. That is untrue. If you throw out some options, I'll say that's the one. Or I'll say, you no, when just- everyone else says, yeah, that looks good, Lizzie. I'm like, no, it doesn't. I just want you to all note, listeners, that she's actually basically just slammed me for what I did choose to wear the other night. <laughs> no, no, so no. Let's to- be clear. I'm being honest, not tact- tactless, okay? Here's what happened. I think you're being tactless. No, no, no honestly, here's what happened. I'm a- feeling it. What are you saying? Here's what happened. I the someone, I saw someone sent pictures and I went, first of all, take better pictures. Second of all, I was like, Lizzie, I know her. She's not going to like what she wore. Wait, are you talking about Friday night? Because Friday night shit. I had a jumper on. Did you like what? Oh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah, Friday night. Yeah, well, on Saturday night, I wore like <laughs> like a freaking wife beater. Yeah, I want to see those with ones. With freedom. I sent you a video of me doing it. Mm, that one, okay. Did it look up? That one, because I was actively watching your face. Yeah. I didn't even pay attention to what you were wearing. Women are throwing themselves at me at the moment. Oh and it is God. awful. Because I'm not available. I've decided, Karina, I'm never going to be with anyone ever again. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> that is just for today. No, it's not. Just for today, it's I'm not, not going to be with anyone ever. But tomorrow you might be like, just for today, I might be with someone. No, I want to be single. I want to be free. I want to be... I think all my love needs to be poured into my art and my passion. So I want you to think about what you just said. Yeah. And I want you to go... This. I want you to... This is where I'm at. I want to be free and in relationship with someone that I can love from a complete place of freedom. Right. I like that. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah, because because I started to realize like that, I'm not gonna find that in a comedy club. Y- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we went way off tangent, <clears throat> but you know what? This is what comedy does. It it ebbs, it flows, it brings you to places you never even expected to end up in. Yeah, because Angie brought up that thing where she goes through that huge date she has with somebody and then yes. says to her friends what do you think it means? The thing is, I kind of, I actually really love that little journey she took us on because I re- I think back to an, the beginning of a relationship where even if you don't have like analysis paralysis or you're <laughs> not touching with that foot, <laughs> where you, you care so much that feeling like I really want to be with this person and you care so much that I have definitely gone, is this am I feeling something? Are they feeling something? Because that's the scariest, most vulnerable place Mm. to be, right? Is in that beginning point where you're like, I really, really like this person. I think they like me, but I don't want to commit to the thought of them really liking me just in case I'm wrong. Oh, but it's even harder for me. Is it? Oh, is it? Yeah. So, so unique. <laughs> Victim. <laughs> you don't even understand. Oh, nobody knows. Tell no, me why. I'll tell you why. Because I often fall in love with straight women. Good Lord, child. And they fall in love with me. But, <gasps> yeah, it's true. They fall in love with you, but what? But they have to then have to navigate the whole... Oh, I'm coming out of the closet. And 90% of people don't want to do that. No, they're more like, 
oh, I'm coming out of a closet that I never knew I was in. I know. This closet's huge. I know. <laughs> and this is the thing that we're finding out now, really, or is becoming more of a popular sort of thought form, is that there is no straight, gay, label type thing. No. So I, some A friend said to me years ago, labels do... Sometimes labels help, right? For you to label a, a feeling can help release it. Like, mm-hmm. I am feeling sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God I can finally feel it. Mm-hmm. But labels about who you are as a person can be detrimental because if you're saying, I'm um, whatever, I'm, I'll use vegetarian, right? But maybe one day you want to have meat because I don't know, you just want to. <laughs> Probably because there's no vegetables available and you're starving. Yeah, you want some iron. Like, God, you're anemic. Like, get some protein and iron. And what can happen is, and I've heard Slightly people do this. Different. They, they, hi- <laughs> no, but they'll hide. They hide or they right. try to not let people know because what will people say? It's like love is love is love. It's not about like your gender. It's about. I love this person because I love this person yeah. and I want to be with this person and be connected at the deepest, most spiritual, most intimate level. So what that's if, all that matters. So what if I love somebody and they just can't love me back because well, of that? That's their, that's their journey. So your I'm going journey, to stay single. Well, your journey is to that way. Let I'll go. never have to put up with any rejection ever again. Thank you very much. Good night. <laughs> Even in a marriage of true love, you can still feel rejection. Oh, truth bombs. Yeah. 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 I'm going to get real close to the microphone here and go, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I feel that, listeners. I feel that. Yeah. So that's where you bring out your... That's what it would sound like to be next to me in bed. Yeah. Yeah. Whispering sweet nothings. <laughs> you sound more like a witch in the night. Oh, I, whispering yeah. sweet nothings, that's, my child. That's how um, intimate I get. Hello, my pretty. <laughs> Are you ready to get close? <laughs> Why don't you ever want to get intimate with me? <laughs> it's your voice. A claw hand coming over the shoulder. One, one wanking claw coming <laughs> Trolley's going to find its gold. <laughs> My pressure. And you just have one green lamp in the corner of the room. You know what? Oh, I'm going to try this and see what, see what happens. Well, with shame. Yeah. You'll say, I think you're in fantasy, buddy. <laughs> Hansel and Gretel yourself out of here. <laughs> every Actually, every listener who's listening to this should try it. See how far. <laughs> See how far. You what get. base can you get to with this technique? Put on, put on your best troll voice, and you have to kind of like. <laughs> you have to curl your hand in a witch-like claw, okay? <laughs> and come at your man. Yeah, come at, coming in hot and heady. Oh my! Gosh. You know what? We should issue a challenge every podcast. We should. What are we? we this is like we're on thirteen, and we've I missed this. I just want to remind you that we said we were going to march topless in Pride next year. Alicia, I went to a class, fitness class, and, or somewhere, and someone reminded me. Yeah, that we said we were going to do that, and they were like, "Yeah, so you guys are going to do that," and I was like, 
Oh, right. Yeah, and then you I was made like, me promise. And I said, did I say completely topless or did I say with something like, she said, oh, you, no, you said you could wear tassels. And I was like, oh, did I now? <laughs> well, your boobs have got bigger. They got bigger. So, so I'm good now. Okay. I'm fine. Yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it. Well, you'll have to come back from your trip to America. To do pride To tassels. do pride tassels. Yeah. Pride-tastic. Do what challenge you want to issue then? Just set it. Troll what? your troll your, troll your partner. Troll your partner. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, I don't have a partner, so I won't be trolling anyone. Oh, well, you're free. I am free. You don't have to try anything unless... Troll oh, myself. Unless you're on the bus and you, <laughs> you want to ask someone next to you something in a troll-like voice. You could do that. Could you please pass me the coins I just dropped? <laughs> So what would you possibly pass somebody on the bus? <laughs> I'm like, first you'd have to ride the bus. Yeah. Okay. I can't ride the bus till I go to America. Why not? Because I'm too busy driving the Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way you said it. Like, oh, my back's out or something. <laughs> you know? It's another victim situation. <laughs> uh, All right. Okay. Well, it's been a slice. Slice and dice. Yeah, Angie, thank you so much for your set. Thank you for bringing your uh, vulnerability, your voice, your presence to the stage. It was so good to have you on the course and we love you so much. We love you, Angie. Like, I don't know what you did to us today, but you opened up some, <laughs> a little bit of magic yeah, here bit, right a now. A lot of magic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Love, love. Till next time. See you in a bit, y'all. Dear listeners, we are a two-woman shop here, and this is a little labor of love. So anything you can do to show us some love, our love language is subscribing, sharing on social media, and coming to one of our many shows. And if you're feeling really adventurous, take a course. Don't be afraid of a good time. We love you, we love you, we love you. We're out. We're out.